Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs> This is the Manchester Football Social Full-Time Devils Takeover. Yeah. We are back. This is the Full-Time Devils fan phone-in on XS Manchester. I am Adam McCullough. Today, I am joined by Joe. Hello. He is back. We've got Statman Dave in the house. Oh, as yeah. As well as Trevor Dwyer Lynch. Oh, yeah. Back in the house. Joe. How can people call in? They're simple. Me? Get your calls in nice and early because I can tell you we've already had a couple of calls in that are going to be on the list. 0345 117625. The number is along your screen and will be for the whole video. Get your calls in nice and early so you definitely get your place on today's show. We have got an action-packed show for you. We are talking all the fallout from the Juventus game. We're looking ahead to the Everton game, talking about great forwards and so much more as well as taking your calls and... The first topic today, ladies and gentlemen, Jose Mourinho this week after the Manchester United game, when speaking about the reason why he made no substitutions in reference to Tahith Chung, he said, you can't expect an 18-year-old kid making his debut in a game like this. Thoughts, Trevor? <laughs> Is that a growl? Controversy. Controversy. <laughs> so when, when does he make his... He's debuting with nothing to lose. Throw the lad in. He's got the ability, we know that. Has he got the ability to take that forward to the first team? Youthful exuberance tells you in terms of Rashford, when he got his opportunity, what he did. So why not do it? Nothing to lose, really. I think you just got to give him a go and see what happens. You can't judge him off just one game in a Champions League game. If you follow the youth system, you know what this kid's about. And I think... Not bringing Tahith Chang on, it's not a huge problem. I think everybody there could have said him just being involved was good for his experience. But then coming out and giving that as a reason, is that befitting of a Manchester United manager, Dave? 
Um, I think the big thing is youth with United, isn't it? That's the big thing, that youth players can do things. You know, Tate Jong in the UEFA Youth League this season has been directly involved in a goal in every 80 minutes. <sighs> so he can do things. We all know how talented he is. The big thing that he would have helped would have helped Ashley Young on that right-hand side. United were very right-sided in that second half. They kept on getting out to Young, he'd cross. And having someone that could combine with him, when Chong plays that position, he stays quite wide and then cuts inside. So that would have a 2v1 or a 2v2 out wide against Juve. United are going to create more chances. So Tate Tactically, it made sense to bring Chung on, and that was one of the interesting sides. Like, why hasn't he done this? But then at the same time, we've got Pereira, you've got Fred on the bench. We saw that midfield against Leicester City, arguably United's best performance. They needed a goal. Why these changes weren't made, I do not know. Is the bigger concern the fact that he didn't go for his £50 million man, Fred, <laughs> or Ander Herrera, when Matic was underperforming and has underperformed? So much, Joe. What is it that why uh, that stops Mourinho from making these decisions? There's got to be something that, in his head, when he's got a team out there against Levin, one nil down against Juventus, and not just one nil down against Juventus, the whole world is watching. This is the biggest game in the Champions League that night. Jose Mourinho's under pressure. Everyone's going to be watching everything he does, and he made a conscious decision that night not to bring on any of his substitutions. The person that he uh, has bought in the summer that I still think needs his time, Manchester United, was just left on the bench. So why is it? What did Mourinho want to do for? him not to bring on them substitutions is it stubbornness is it arrogance is it the fact that he just thought that that team out there were just going to hold on to that 1-0 I think he was worried that if you made a substitution and Juventus, uh, Juventus scored the second then that would come back on him I thought he knew that the team out there were just going to get beat 1-0 and is, that is the worst thing about that's it an issue. Yeah, is, that. he, is he making a point to the board <clears throat> do you think yeah I think when you hear him post-match some of the things he says You've got to know he's doing similarly. He's making a statement to the board about this is what I want, this is what you've not got me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think maybe in his head, why he didn't make any subs was basically because of the previous game, Chelsea, and we came back for it. We came back. That team, people talk about consistency. He picked the same squad. He picked the same team. He didn't achieve. Now, if you're going 70 minutes in, and you're struggling, then make a change. He didn't make a change. Why? I don't know. I don't know, mate. Yeah. Do you, do you, we've seen this from Jose where he kind of gets, he makes decisions and then kind of will suggest he didn't make the decision because he wanted to, but because everybody else wanted him to. Now, I understand picking the same team keeps that consistency, but has he had an oversight or does he have an oversight with certain players? Because you look at the spine of our team David De Gea, he was great against Juventus, but he's been in and out of form this mm. season. The centre-half situation, I thought Lindelof was excellent against Juventus, but Smalling, Lindelof, on the whole, were not convinced. Midfield, Matic has had a dreadful time. Lukaku up top, inconsistent, not scored since Burnley, having a bad time. Our spine has shut to bits at the moment, and we're not seeing any change. I think that's the biggest problem. Mourinho, you know, is a manager that makes tactical changes. That is what is on his CV. You look at the great inter teams, change that all the time. Porto would change systems, would change personnel. And that is the weirdest part about Mourinho right now. He's not being Mourinho. Mourinho would have gone in Why at half time. We talk about our players suffering from a lack of confidence. Do you feel like, for whatever reason, the manager maybe 
doubting himself. That, that, that's the only explanation. Why Mourinho isn't doing what Mourinho does? Why is he not going into half-time and saying, you've been awful, I'm going to take you off? Why is he not doing that right now? Why did he not do that against Juventus? There were so many changes that could have been made. For example, you know, And- Andres Pereira against uh, Brighton, you know, he makes a mistake for that first goal, doesn't cover the near post. As a defensive midfielder, you've got to do that. But Matic loses the Bala for the Juve goal. Surely if it's the same situation there, you take off... Matic and you bring on Fred and Fred would add a lot of consistency on the ball in terms of what United need to do moving it around not just playing to those fullbacks and that is the weird thing this is not Mourinho right now where is Mourinho is it a confidence thing is he doubting himself is he allowing Carrick and McKenna to make changes we don't know this and there's facts that we don't know but it's very very weird not to make a single change in a game like that and ultimately whatever the reason the manager has to take some of the responsibility Mm-hmm. Let's go to our first call of the day. We have got Rory on line one, who has three points that he wishes to make. Rory, three points that he wishes to make. Oh, by the way, just get your calls in because there is a backlog going on. But if you keep calling, lovely producer James out there, brother to producer Chris, uh, we'll get your calls in. They as live soon together. As you can. 0345 treble one seven six two five. Get your calls in now. <laughs> Rory, you're on full time Devils takeover, mate. What do you want to say? Right. Um, well, I had three points, but considering what you guys just talked about, I'm going to switch up a little bit. Um, First of all, like, I saw positives in the Juventus game. I think, like, looking at all the videos and everything everyone's saying, I'm the only one. Um, what positives did you, you find, know, Rory? Well, I found... I think it's more the um, positives of late, you know. Like, half-time of that Newcastle game, I've been a Man United fan for over 20 years, and that is the lowest and darkest atmosphere with the media, the fans, the players, everything that I've seen. And since then, it's like... We're changing little things, little things like playing forwards, you know, like uh, the other night against Juventus, I saw Luke Shaw out on the left-hand side and he was getting pressed, he had the ball at his feet. Usually United, they turn, go back to the Gea, slow the game down or kick it long. He didn't, we played out. And even though it's a little change, that shows me that our changes are being made, whether that's in the the players gaining confidence to play out or whether that's Jose saying, hey, take risks, you know. Um, and I think... Trevor's hands up in the air. Do you not agree? Take risks. Rory, um, what what do you think about the thought that some people say that United only play when we go behind? Um, and why do you think that is? Too personal. I, I, don't, I really don't want to offend anyone here, but out of all the Man United games I've been to, it seems like at Old Trafford there's like a section of the fans that will sing during the whole 90 minutes. But the only times I've heard the place absolutely roar is when we're behind. You know, so if the fans are saying this as well, I also see that in our fans. I went to Swansea last season and it was dead. Absolutely dead. And we were two up and it was dead. You know? Um, yeah, we shouldn't just be reacting. We should be taking advantage from the first whistle. But, you know... We've got to see this Man United team as its own. We can't be saying, you know, we're the team of 10 years ago, 20 years ago, because we're not. We're not the same club even. Football's not the same game. You know, so if we have to sort of, like in the first half, be more passive and then go and try and build in the second half, and if we're a goal down, you know, have to fight for that. If that's what takes it takes us to win a game, then that's fine by me. You know, at the end of the day, three points is what's important, you know. Thank Rory, you very thank much, you very much for your call. Interesting man. point you made, and it's kind of something that I've made before in that I think our team kind of reflects our fans at the moment Um, in terms of when we go to games we go we turn up but we kind of feel oh not sure is it going to be good what we're going to be what we're going to expect and there's kind of an inconsistency in the fans and there's an inconsistency in the team and I kind of at home at home not away I know what I mean 
obviously we sing away from home, but I mean in terms of the feel. Like you, you, you don't know what you're going to expect from United because for me, and I'm gonna, I don't throw it and I don't care. He's been watching for 20 years. I've been watching for 50 years, right? And I've been there when it's been second division, boom, freezing cold nights, the lot, through success, and now we're on that curve again. Fans, most fans in that Stratford end are what? Average age? 20, 21. All they've known is success. This is a massive shock to them. They don't understand it. Now, if we're talking about the fans getting behind the team, Champions League nights, and I've experienced thousands of them, well, it's a duration, but lots of them. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Lots of them since we've been in Europe. Probably only missed about four games, right? They are special nights. Now, the Premier League games, home games, are special. But these Champions League nights are extra special. The atmosphere is unbelievable. I saw the kid, I heard the kid in the suite saying to his mate, oh, mate, first time we've been here, like, the kid was about 30-odd. He was a disabled lad, you know what I mean? He was bringing him. And he said, you'll love it. The, the atmosphere is unbelievable. No, that was a joke. That was a joke. So we're talking about the people saying, who's the, who's the home team here in the first half? Because we were just overplayed, right? Completely, they just dominated us. I'm thinking, who is the home team? But there again, we're talking about the away fans being fantastic. If we were the away team, why wasn't the away support, as in us, fantastic? No, fans can't have it when they want it, because they like the team. They'll just turn it on and turn it off. You're supposed to be there constantly, constantly. Chanting, chanting, chanting. They don't. When we go one nil up, oh yeah, we'll have a bit of them. Not having it. Could let us know your thoughts on everything that you heard tonight, guys. Remember, you can call in before we go to our next caller. Joe, tell them how they can get involved. Give us a call: oh three four five treble one seven six two five. You'll be put on hold for a bit. We'll try and come to you as soon as you can. You have your say on full time devils. And right now, we're going to James, who's been on full time devils before, apparently. Hello, James. Right. Yeah, very well, mate. James, what do you want to say on a full-time Devils takeover? I just want to talk about what Tato actually left. I, just, I, just, I was at the game on, uh, on Tuesday, right? And, uh, he just looked slow and lethargic. He didn't do anything. He just sort of he just sort of walked around the pitch. I think he needs a break, to be honest, because he just, apart from maybe the Birmingham game, even then he had loads of chances to score. He's just looked poor. Cool. I think he needs a break because he's just sort of, his hold-up play is not as good. Um... He's looking slow, he's just sort of, he's not really doing much, I think. And the problem is, he doesn't have any competition, because if he plays bad, he gets on that squad next week, so he's got no one to replace him. I think he's not had a rest. If you look at last season, um, apart from when Zlatan re-signed for a bit, he's played pretty much every game, went to the World Cup, played most games for Belgium, comes back, does that much of a break, and he's in pre-season, so... So the way, yeah. Dave, do you think Lukaku needs a break? Um, I think he does, yeah, but at the same time, I feel a bit sorry for Romelu Lukaku. I don't think Manchester United are geared to playing to him, and you can evidently see that when you look at the passes. You yeah. know, it's most games, it's De Gea that finds him the most, which is really <laughs> bad. Yeah. Like, you want your wingers combining with him, you want your central midfielders combining with him, and it's almost this thing where now, every time he takes a bad touch, it's like, oh, Lukaku's touch is bad, but the lack of frequency of him in that position to receive the ball and to come off, maybe, is the issue. And I think United as a whole need to sort out their attacking structure. I felt it's sorry because, for him. Sorry. Because, uh, because, because he does make a mistake, right, and he's not scoring goals, then it's over-exemplified mm. ten times worse. If he's... If, we're scoring goals or he's scoring goals to make mistake. It's not a problem. Mm. But like you said, we're not geared up to the system to play for him. He needs service. Right, you take away yeah. Bex, right? Take away Bex from Rude. 
Take away Giggsy from Rude. Is he scoring goals? Absolutely not. Well, still, but Rude would score goals. No, no, no. No. <laughs> but I hear Giggs, what you're saying. Scolzi, I'm not a stat man. I'll leave that to my man. <laughs> but Rude scored, what, 99.9% .9 of his goals were within the six. But what I would box. say is... So, so, Lukaku, unfortunately, we know he's not what we consider to be a Man United forward. We know that. But if this kid can score 23 goals last season without service, how many goals could he score with service? I totally hear that. But I feel like what I'm seeing from him at the moment is partly a player that needs to be put out of his own misery. Yeah. Like, just taken out of the line for a bit and given a rest. And I think Mourinho's done this with a couple of players. It happened to Zlatan. It's happening to Matic. It's happening to Lukaku. Plays, 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 and plays, and plays, and doesn't hold them accountable mm, for their mm, performances, mm, and they suffer before, because of it. Mm. And I feel like Lukaku at the moment. Um, I watched him that day, and he was just—he wasn't getting in the six-yard box. No. He wasn't going in areas where he could score goals. No. He was peeling out wide to the right. Yep. He wasn't jumping up for headers. He wasn't doing anything. And it's like he doesn't want to make a mistake. He's scared, and like you mentioned, Rude. Rude could be going on a goal drought. But his movement's still there. Absolutely. He's still getting into but areas. The, with the Roods team, there was players that were looking to play to him. Skulls, yeah. Giggs and Beckham, as we mentioned. It doesn't honestly look right now that there's a link-up between Martial, Rashford and Lukaku. I agree with that, but That's you've, got the to issue. Get, you've got to expect like a certain base look like... But this has been happening for like two seasons. That's the problem. That it's consistent and they're not finding him. They're consistently not. F when Pogba joined, joined and, and Lukaku was there and when they were playing together at the start, how many times would Pogba look up, Lukaku would make the running behind? That pass isn't happening at the moment and that's the big issue. Remember guys, this is the full-time Devils fan phoning on XS Manchester. We are here from six to seven o'clock talking all things Manchester United. I've been Adam McCauley, he's Joe. We've got Statman Dave and, of course, Trevor in the house. And we're taking your calls as well. We've got another caller on the line, on line one, and it's Hanad. Hanad, he wants to talk about transfers. Evening, mate. Evening, mate. How are you guys going? How's it going? Very well, mate. You're through to the full-time Devils. Uh, you want to talk transfer budgets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Firstly, I want to give a shout-out to Webby. I've been listening to the Who? start. I don't know Where, Where is, is Webby, Webby? by the way? He's not here on today's show. He's ditched us. Yeah, where were you? Where is Webby? Where is Webby? Go on, get your point in then. Everyone tweet Webby, where are you? Yeah, to be honest, I wanted to talk about realistic expectations. I know we have spent a lot in the transfer window. However, the way Man City is behaving in the transfer market, we have to be realistic with ourselves. I don't feel we're going to catch him anytime soon. I've already written a season off, and I know it's a bit extreme, but I have to be realistic. No manager changing any manager. Even if it's Mourinho, I'm open to Mourinho out. However, I'm thinking, what's the solution? I was wondering if I should get an opinion on you guys. Cheers, so, Hannah. Now, we were having this conversation. The, I mean, it was a long conversation. There was a lot <laughs> we of were having this conversation kick before. <laughs> what and is then the, the question I'm going to go to is, do you keep a manager just because there isn't another option there? It was like, I used the story of my car with no brakes. And what I said was, if you had a car and the brakes were gone, would you keep that car just because you couldn't afford a new one? Depends how much you've that's invested that's into that's that car. That's a hard little thing to to say, isn't it? Because you, this car can still keep going. This car will get but there. But it's going to hit the wall. But, but it, We've yeah, seen but, this from Mourinho but Once you before. get in that car and you turn it on and you go, you make that decision that you're going to crash one way or the other. So can well, he fix this? Well, I, I, can, he, I don't think he can fix it to the potential of United getting on top. But I think he can coast, like your car could probably coast for a bit, and maybe slow down and get there. But I still think there's something in Mourinho that can get us 
not perfect football, but still possibly fight for the top four, which I, I'm not saying is good enough, Adam. I'm not saying is good enough, but it's the job that the board think, yeah, as long as we get Champions League football, then I'm then the board are happy. The smiles are on their faces because the money will still I'll come restate, in. I'll restate what I said a few weeks ago, right? Who else is the antidote for Pep? Who else? Because at the time we got him, right, the two best coaches in Europe, one offensively, one defensively. Now, Whoever gets either or is going to get the other. That's fact. If we would have got Pep, City would have got Mourinho because City wanted to challenge us. Da, da, da. All right. Now it's the other way around. Okay. So if you bring another manager in, because at the moment, like I've said, all we're interested in is marquee managers, marquee players. Now them up the them up the up the up the sixty two, right? They've had three years to develop a team of lesser known players. Yeah, not marquee signings, just people on the periphery. But Man United don't do that. Man United have got to get a X player, as not his X, but you know, figure X, <laughs> player X, figure A, B, or C, who has to be what? So the market value would be 40 million. What would we end up paying for him? 60, 70 million. Because we have to pay the premium. Man City are in that position now. If they get average players, they've got to pay the premium. So what do you do? For me, bringing a young, Coach, manager, he's got great ideas. Do we start again? Yeah, so what we start again? Give the youth a chance because this manager, as we know, isn't about youth. But that again isn't his fault. It's the way the game has gone. So the interesting side there, United had the third, I think, youngest side in the Champions League <coughs> on Wednesday and Tuesday this week. And I think if you get Mourinho, you know he likes old players and he does well with old season pros and gets an extra season out of them. So having the approach of going one way with youth and then having this other approach with a manager that likes to have like Lucio and Walter Samuel in their prime of their career, I think that's the collective problem. That maybe the the direction where someone like a director of football is needed in a way of directing United when these coaches do churn, as we meant, we chatted before about coaching. I think that's a big thing. A head coach, a director of football would be a better model for United right now. This is the full time devil's takeoff. Sorry, Adam. I've got a good, good quick break. No, I know what do. I was going to say, you've got you a gonna... question for them. I do have a question before the break. Thank you, Adam. Are you all right? <laughs> There's a lot of frustration, Adam, today. Are you okay? Listen, so you've got a quick break now, but uh, it's literally going to be a couple of minutes. Thank you for watching live. I want you to get into the comment section with this question. Uh, Chris and I write these in the middle of the night after a couple of whiskeys. Who has made the more Naked. Manchester United appearances for uh, Manchester United? Who has made the most Manchester United appearances <laughs> for United? Is it huh? Vidic or Smalling? Vidic or Smolin, who has made the most Are you trying to make me jump? For Manchester United, this is full-time Devil's Takeover. And make sure you get your answers in the comments. We'll be speaking to more of you right after this. This is the Manchester Football Social. Full-time Devil's Takeover. Yeah. The FTD fan phoning is back with me. Adam McCullough with him, Joe McGraw. We've got Statman Dave, Trevor, Dwyer, Lynch joining us in the studio. And we're speaking Manchester United. And before we go to the answer to the question from Joe McGraw, we have got some breaking news. Now, this is from the guys at Sky Sports News, so to make of that what you will. But the reports are coming through that Anthony Martial has rejected a contract offer from Manchester United and contract negotiations are continuing Sounds like the usual stuff, but of course, Twitter's going to go into absolute meltdown tonight. <laughs> Statman Dave, 
Have you make explosions. I think that kind of happens. First contract that comes in, you're usually going to reject that from a negotiation I think position. it may be because they were discussing in the summer. They well. were discussing in the summer. I think it's similar to the Luke Shaw thing. I think Luke Shaw rejected the first deal as well. So there isn't much different to that. But whether United and Martial can agree, it's going to be big. It could also be something where he's had an offer before these four goals in six games and... Things have changed a little bit for him. So, Trev, what do you make of it? You you had some thoughts off there? About Martial? Uh, about just yeah, no, the contract negotiations? I think, like I said, you know, it's rumoured that the contract negotiations are broken down. But if you know the game... Well, the story is they've not broken down. Right. The story is he's, he's rejected he an offer. He's rejected, rejected a offer. So you know and I know, if I'm representing you, I'm not going to accept the first offer. So I'm going to start out. I'm going to get the best offer that I have for my client. And that's what his agent is there to do. Now, it's documented that he don't like the manager. Fine, don't like the manager. Play for the team, play for the fans. Right? It's obvious the fans love him. And by the way, how consistent has Martial been? Not been consistent. But the fans still chant his name. We know the potential he's got. We see flashes. Not just the Chelsea game, not the Newcastle game. We see, we know what he's about. Right? So, yeah, we would love to have him there. But I say this if he doesn't want to play for Man United, then leave. Simple. Because where are you going to go, son? Where are you going to go? We're the biggest club in Europe, besides Real Madrid and Barcelona. Where are you going to go? Will City take him? Mm, who knows? But he's not going to go Real Madrid and Barcelona, is he? Joe, what are your thoughts on this? Now, before we go there, <laughs> Can I, just, yeah. I want to also ask, is this something we could see more of with this manager in charge? Yes. A village has got 300... Uh, small in 299 there you go so one more and he's replaced him sorry I've just got to let the people know the YouTube fans want to know so hold on hold on hold on, hold on, hold on. the question before the break was who's Pull got more right appearances back. and Vidic has got 300 Chris Smalling by <laughs> two weeks time will have played more games for Manchester United than the man you Vidic yeah. like your eyes are absolutely back to gone. Martial. so angry listen I'll go back to your question we'll go back to your question uh, listen Martial <laughs> I honestly thought he was just going to walk out there Martial is learning <laughs> off other people and I think this is going to be more and more the case that right. these stories are going to come out Thank listen you. we don't know if it's true or not do we because the people that are running it might just be saying it like you say but in the break we are the news this will be retweeted and right. argued about throughout the Sky Sports oh, yeah, News yeah. told us that Mourinho was going to get sacked yeah. after yeah, <laughs> Ramos yeah. was going to join United so you know take everything with a pinch of salt so they slag us and they do all this about us and they hate us we know that but we are the news mate it doesn't matter right anything to be Man United them up the road could win 88 nil in the game right me mm -hmm. no could do something <laughs> tomorrow the well, headline now, would say United like never United done that United never winning 88 nil so, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, we're going to go to some calls, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do go it, to some do calls it. now. I know these guys have got their thoughts, but with this being breaking news in regards to Anthony Martial, we want to get your thoughts on whether you want Anthony Martial to sign a contract, mm -hmm. whether you think he will sign a contract, and whether United should give the man what he wants. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts. We're going to go to line one, Graham. Oh, Graham, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, mate. Uh, what do you want to say? Right, I was going to talk about Lukaku, but obviously when I was, while I was in holding, I actually heard that Martial situation, and realistically we want to keep him. I would keep him over Lukaku if we could, because then I think he's got a lot more talent. Too. Like, the, the part that annoys me is the fact that he probably had the most the same amount of talent as Mbappe, but it's just, it wasn't kind of nuptured right, he was not getting enough minutes. Again, playing under a manager doesn't really suit his style. 
I just think it's very weird for us to really can't let him slip. Because that one will back bite you right now. Um, <laughs> is that word allowed, on? <laughs> yeah. It's allowed on with yeah, me, but yeah, I don't yeah. know, is Joe going to start yeah, sweating I again? I really hear it, to be fair. So, <laughs> apologies if it was You're a naughty right word. You're all right with me, Graham. Apologies if that was a naughty word. <laughs> he said donkey, but he said the other <laughs> word. Can't keep saying it. Um, it's what Lukaku couldn't hit with a banjo. Yeah, of course he could. Uh, listen, Graham, <laughs> uh, with Lukaku yeah. and Martial, uh, do you see that, that partnership of when all three of them are playing up front with Rashford, Lukaku and Martial? Is that something you want to see in the future for Manchester United, them three, their attacking see, star? I kind of want to see a little change, right? We've just spent a lot of money on getting Alexis Sanchez in, but it's more an interchangeable front man, because Lukaku right now is always out wide. I've seen him on that right touchline than I have in the box in the last three games, and it's ridiculous. So if you're going to have an interchange in front, I'll put Sanchez up front, give Lukaku a rest for a couple of games. Let's that's, see what a, we can do with that. That's a great point, mate, because... You speak to my mates who are Arsenal fans and they said Sanchez's best season was when he played down the middle mm-hmm. for Arsenal. Now, we might have saw him coming in from the left, cutting in, but they're saying to me and they're adamant that he's best down the middle. So, yeah, give give him a break, Lukaku. Yeah? To Got be fair to Jose, he was injured in the last game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Although, yeah, so fine. maybe it comes back. Dave, would you play him down the middle? Yeah, 100%. Is Graham still there? I feel like Lukaku needs motivation, right? Yeah. It feels like right now, him and Matic are undroppable. I know what I'm doing, don't <laughs> sorry, worry. Sorry, I've got the mic knobs over here. Cheers, Graham. Uh, Dave, Love you, Graham. <laughs> Sanchez good down the middle. <laughs> I tell you, he's gone off the line. He's, oh, he's on one today, Adam. Yeah, Dave, so, I prefer playing Alexis Sanchez over Anthony Martial as a central striker. His record at Arsenal, 30 goals and 10 assists that season uh, that they all talk about and he was brilliant that year. Really, really good. And I think that would add something to United that interchange with the positional switching that would be quite good yeah. flexibility what United are lacking at the moment is that flexibility mm. I think mm. and, and Adam stated before <laughs> Adam stated before which he did about his movement Lukaku's movement is terrible it is it's like a it's like a cement not when he's confident so, right okay right now but, but if you watched Sanchez off the ball his movement is really really good and he will get into areas but the ball doesn't get there so he gets frustrated he's got to check out his run blah 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 like Dave says, for me, throw him in there. Let's see what he's about. Because the big time Charlie, you know, I'm referring to, let's take your top off and take a picture after the game. Adam's best mate. We don't agree Adam's by that, mate. by the way. Adam's he is my best mate. mate. Right, Adam's best mate, right? He needs players like that to run off him. Now, my friend, the Green Mile, I can say that, the Green Mile, Lukaku. Oh, friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? He doesn't move. Sanchez will move. Mm-hmm. There will be movement off the ball. But also, with, with Lukaku right now, again, back to that point, that nobody's finding him, so it's almost like he's frozen. You watch him when he plays for Belgium. He moves quite a lot, and it's weird that he moves a lot for, for them, runs the channels. We saw that great goal he scored Belgium winning the opening so game of the World Cup. Belgium create 20 chances a game. This is it. This is the other, the other thing that, you know, if, if they're creating chances, he will move into these good goal-scoring areas. But I think the flexibility of Sanchez through the middle excites me as a fan, considering what we saw on Wednesday, on Tuesday night. Sorry. There's a really weird atmosphere in the studio. It's like it could go off at any minute. It's, it's going to go off. You know I'm scared to ask Adam questions. It's because... Adam, Max getting done. It's because, so, listen to you know, me. Here we go. I might talk to the people at home because okay. I hate you like, in the studio. <laughs> so I'm looking right down the camera. These lot here have been bullying me today. <laughs> 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 straight out there right I'm, now. 
In the green room. It's not even a green room. It's just a green screen in it. Where's green room? Yeah, we don't even have any drinks in there. Thanks, Joe. I'll make you coffees. We've got in this the green room. The that ain't a green room. We've just a green screen. Mourinho. Everybody hates him. It's basically Mourinho, isn't it? Three full-time devil videos. Respect, respect, respect. <laughs> How many times, Mac? Six years I've been on this channel. <laughs> Show me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, these like ganged up on no, me. No, we yeah. didn't. And now, when Jose... Mike, why are you ends up doing what he's doing. That's rude. I'm going to be leaving, right? You're going to do what? And Tony Marshall's going to end up leaving now because of you, like, because and of me. That's it out on yeah. us. Yeah. And then, look what has happened. Let's go to Glenn. Room. Glenn, you're on the line, mate. But you, Joe, on, you think Jose uh, is bringing some positivity to the fans. Is that what you think? What? Or have I just no. read that wrong? <laughs> no, that's definitely not what I think. <laughs> <laughs> no. First of all, boys, thanks uh, for having me. I've uh, been a fan for a while, so... Um, no problem, Glenn. We love you, mate. Um, I think like, there's solutions, like, simple enough solutions where directors are going, not there, hopefully will you know, like, create a better transfers. Better transfers will create a better mood for the fans. And then depending on how the season goes, if you get any manager in or not, the next person that comes in just says like, it has to be super positive. And then from there on in, it's just going to be on the way up. Like, I think that's what would help. Do you? Is it sorry? Is it Joe? Uh, no, it's Glenn. Sorry, Glenn. Apologise. Glenn, do you actually think right, that the manager says to the team, "Go out and be boring"? Do you honestly think that he says that? No, now, that's not about, about setting that. them up and about what we're playing different positions. I didn't mind the conversation before. Twenty-two players in the squad. Each one of them, twenty-two players, should be able to do something on the pitch. Now. As a manager, as a coach, you're not saying to the player, right, go out there and be boring, don't be exciting, pass the ball backwards, don't do this, don't do that. Mate, he sets them up, they have the ability. Okay. Glenn, what's your thoughts to that? Well, I think the, like, I think the players probably are lacking the confidence and that doesn't just come from Mourinho, like you're saying, sets tactics out to be boring. Like, that comes from other things, like the, the press and the bad, you know, summer and even some ways we need a way can't go on. That sort of brings everyone down. And then what the other colors said about the fans, uh, they're like, you know, they're reacting to like a goal and that's how they get everyone cheered up. But that's how it is. You know, just confidence is lacking everywhere. Mm. So that's why if yeah. United made a positive move to bring in director, that shows progress that, uh, okay, United are taking this a bit more serious now. Then you make progress with transfers, maybe getting rid of some players, maybe looking at, you know, better players. So there's the next positive. And then depending on how the season goes, you get a new manager in, I don't know who it be. Whoever it is has to come in and has to be super positive. And then I think the fans would love it. And I think it would progress them from going what about, forward. Glenn, what Glenn. about you as a player? What about you as a player? Your, your commitment, your determination, your passion. Do you know what I mean? Your self-pride. Surely that What I've got to say, though, yeah. In, in, in response, is Glenn, Glenn, you got a response to that? Um, self-pride? Like, yeah, Do you play I mean, football, Glenn? Do you play know, football, think, mate? Glenn, can I ask you a question? Do you play football? So, I play rugby. Right, I play rugby. Okay, so you're a sportsman, mate. You know within yourself, yeah, yeah. if when you cross that white line, whether you have played 100%, or whether you play 70%, you know sometimes, well, oh, I could have done a little bit more here, or yeah. mm, you know yourself. So that comes into it. Now, whether you play sport and you're competitive at any level, whether it be amateur, semi-pro, pro, you know within yourself whether you've achieved something. But in response to that, what I would say is, 
your team reflects your manager. Right. When you look at Pep Guardiola's team, it reflects him. Mm-hmm. When you look at Jurgen Klopp on the sidelines jumping around like a bell, it reflects <laughs> him. He's got that energy on the pitch. When you look at Manchester United, we reflect our manager. The negativity, the mood, the feeling sorry for ourselves, the lack of enthusiasm. I look at my but manager that's, and that's I think kind of like pushing it to him. doesn't that's even want to be blame. here. You're so just how completely come, pushing When we blame. had Moyes and Van Gaal, no, no one made these excuses. But what happened to both of those managers? They eventually got pushed out by the players. That's what no, happened. No, it wasn't by the players. Oh, it was because of their results. Rubbish. Rubbish. Van Gaal's players won him an FA Cup. No, they weren't no, playing for him. No, they weren't playing for him. So uh, the manager, so, so hold on, hold on. You said in the world. Chef, 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 chef. Well, let Chef have you say. No, he has. You want we one of the best in the world? He's gonna drop the mic again on me. You want we one of the best in the world, right? I don't if tell him that. Us four in here, <laughs> us four in here, or five of us are playing a five-a-side team. If you're rubbish, I'm still gonna go out and I'm gonna give my hundred percent. Yeah, you said so that. So people then will, will notice me. If you if you want to play at ten percent, you do that. I'm playing at hundred percent. I'm we are playing the style yeah, of football yeah, that, the manager, the that the manager has transferred to his team. Okay. This is his style of play. It is not good enough. He doesn't bring the best out of his players. All right. Not one of our players has improved much. Not one no, of them. Not much. What? Not, none of them. Jesse Lingard, you'd say... Jesse Lingard improved under Van Hall, mate. He was always going to be in his team. Trevor said the same thing but, but at the same time, you can look at other players like Marcus Rashford has definitely improved them. Jesse Lingard scored the FA Cup final winner the same time Jose yeah, Mourinho was leaking that he got the Man job. United. It was the same time under Mourinho, he's directly involved in 20 goals for the first time in his career. That's obvious it's improvement, he's man. Improve it's as improvement. He grows up. But then you can't... You Robin Lukaku had his best season last season. He's gone backwards. You can't look at one thing and then look at another thing and then say, I'd love, I'd love for us to carry it on. And you know it probably will, because you lucky people got 20 more minutes to this. We're going to have to take a quick break while the boring ads are played. Oh, uh, we're talking about something exciting after this one. <laughs> are we buzzing? Uh, we, we got <laughs> <laughs> the smiles back at Adam's face. <laughs> we are going to go to a quick Dave break. Wayne, Wayne Rooney has turned 33 this week. Happy birthday, Wayne. And we want to ask you your opinions on your favourite strikers. Put it in the comments section and we'll be talking and reading out your comments right after this. This is the Manchester Football Social. Full-time Devils Takeover. Yeah. Back. And oh, can I just oh. say, yeah, thank you to Jem in the comments on YouTube. What she said is, I feel sorry for Adam. Don't worry. They never believed Jesus too and they made him die on a cross. <laughs> True stories, Jem. <laughs> True stories, Jem. I didn't know you were going to read that one, <laughs> that yeah. one out. That's what Imagine I'm reading Imagine reading Jose Mourinho into the Bible story. But anyway, oh. uh, the question he I asked... He would be Judas. The question I asked you is, Wayne Rooney turned 33 this week, uh, so we're asking who is the greatest United forward uh, striker. You just saw a picture of you slapping me on the head before we came. A lot of people are sending their comments in, Van Persie, um, saying they're getting a shout because he said that he's going to retire at the end of the season. Oh, uh, Ruth Van Nistelrooy, Eric Cantona in there, someone saying Tevez. Andy um, it's a joke, Berbatov there. Dwight York's got to be in there, have a mention. Is that my day, what you're saying? No, I think that, I kind of think Robin van Persie was really good for that season, yeah. really high level. Um, but it's got to be something like Rooney, hasn't it, for mm-hmm. the for the recent years? Or you know, I really liked Tevez. It was it was a shame that he's obviously moved on to. No, it wasn't. It was a snake. Oh, was saying, he not a snake? <laughs> no, but what I'm saying, I'm just saying it's a shame <laughs> that he did move to Man City. Tevez, he held up a sign that said R.I.P. Fergie. No, but what I'm saying, I it was a shame that he Tevez's did that. Name today, sorry. <laughs> 
Eight minutes and 30 seconds left for the full time doubles takeover. Let's make the most of it. Sorry, we're 4 1 up already, uh, mate. This is 4 1 up. <laughs> you judge of the cards who's winning. Um, we've got a couple of callers, we'll get to you soon. But Adam, you said you had uh, something you wanted to say. You're excited about this next bit. Yeah, because you know we what? Are. Yeah. Ever since five o'clock when we met up today, yeah. Trevor and Statman Dave. Dave was like, oh, if that is their real names, have been bullying me and ganging up on me. Okay. Um, but really, I know for a fact, Trevor <laughs> thinks oh. stats are ruining football, Dave. Can I kind of agree with that? <laughs> you agree with it? I can agree with that You're trying to break the got No spine. <laughs> Your name's Statman Dave. Yeah, but at the same time, stats stats taken out of context are ruining football. You know, you you have some whoa, stats whoa, whoa, that are very... Whoa, whoa. Pause there. This is, this is what I'm pause, saying. Like, you're diving in when I'm saying he's delivering pause. the right way. Remember when you came out to me after the Sevilla game and I was okay. rolling about yeah. Fellaini? Yeah. This is, so so you this is your point, me, right? You've not watched... Have you watched that game back? You said to ha, me... No, no, quick, Fellaini had question. two shots on ha, have you Have you watched that game back? No. no. Exactly. Then the my point... my my point still stands with Marouan Fellaini that day. I feel lost. That Marouan Fellaini was United's most effective attacker that day. And that's exactly the thing. But, like stats you're sort of saying, of stats out of context. I, think, I, think I is, completely agree with that. I think what happens is sometimes, right, with, it, with the thing of stats, people get that confused with stats on who's played better. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Me, personally... I will reiterate what Adam says. Stats to me are a joke. <laughs> I didn't say that. You sa yeah, I said I what said, you said. I'm saying, right. The only, the only thing stats, that's mad about the new stats, stats are the pro possible goals. Or what's that one? Right, the only stats that I want to know about, goals. 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 That I want know about is if we've won the game. <laughs> that's what I want to know about. I don't want to know about... My the answer is usually no. Miles in the, in the game. It only matters if it means something. Right. That's what he's saying. There's context. There has to be context. Yeah. If there's right. no context, it's not worth anything. Let's can we quickly go to uh, Vinod, who's been on the line? Oh, I hope I'm saying that right. He's all the way in USA. Vinod, a couple of minutes with you, mate. When a full-time Devils takeover, what do you want to say? Yeah, so I was listening to uh, Adam and also Statman Dave, and he was. Don't listen uh, so to me. We, uh, and Adam was saying that the team reflects the how the, the manager is there. So if you look, we always complain that uh, Manchester United doesn't show any urgency and other things. How do you see urgency in the field by pressing? You know, like you see that when you don't have the ball, you need the ball to uh, in your uh, in your possession. So, but no one uh, presses, and it is not players' fault because pressing is not something that one player can do. It is a coordinated mm. effort which needs to be trained and which needs to be instilled in the team. Liverpool look at how they play now it took them years to instill that and Tottenham and another uh, so you know like when people tell uh, tell us that oh players should wear the pride and do this they can't go against the manager on the field you have seen what have happened when they have gone against it so I don't I don't blame them for you know sometimes just being lazy strolling around and having no uh, you know intention to get the ball uh, ball's position another thing that I want to add here is after the U.S. game, we were everybody tries to tell us that there is a very big gap of quality between U.A. and Manchester United. So you can see the difference between Tottenham and Barcelona. 
the the way uh, uh, Tottenham and Barcelona played, there is a quality gap between Tottenham and Barcelona. Only one person can, on, even if there was no quality gap, only Messi's form that day was a big gap. But did you see, there was a portion of time when, when Tottenham uh, dominated Barcelona, that Barcelona side in which Messi is in his prime form. So why do our team doesn't do it? Uh, we have quality players and it has been shown many times. Vinod, thank you very much for your comment. I love you, Vinod. He said what um, I no, have been trying to say, but he said it properly. In a way, you too, uh, so he understands it a little bit yeah. better than you, is that what you're telling me, yeah. Basically, yeah. But counter to that is you can't press against every single team, and that is one of the flaws of Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola. Can I continue my point? So Man United last season in the FA Cup semi-final pressed. We won that game against Tottenham. We were brilliant. We pre- the, One of the goals we scored was Pogba pressing, wins the ball, crosses it, goal. And I think that's the, the different approach versus against Liverpool at home, 2-1 win, where we sit back because you can't press Liverpool because they've got someone like Mo Salah to run in behind. Mm. City pressed Liverpool in the Champions League and they got beat. That's the problem. But I'd go back to that United should be pressing the weaker sides. There's no excuse for that. Let me come in. I'll throw it back to you as well. <laughs> I think the point that's Vinod a very good was point. making I agree. was that you can't expect one player to press because it has to come from like the manager. It's a team, it's a... But that goes with the same for the whole tactics. And what you see, I get what you're saying. You can't play one way against one team and the other way against another team. We play the same way every single home game. Two holding midfielders, Pogba, this, that, okay, Matic why, plays, Lukaku why do you have plays. It's always the same. Why do you have scenarios in the game where you may see Lukaku pressing, you may see Lingard pressing, and they're waving players on mm. to come and do it, and they don't do it? How? I find that really strange. I'll just go. Strange? Have one uh, quick minute with Scott Stewart. Can you flick up number one? Yeah, hold on. Did uh, did you say your greatest striker? Trev. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Trev's. What did you say, Trev? York. I've got. I've got to be hypocritical here. I've got to be controversial. Because oh, again, stats don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be only going to Solskjaer there for his minutes uh, to goal ratio when he comes off the bench. Number one, Wayne Rooney. Let's go. Let's go to Scott Stewart on line one. We've got two minutes left. Hello, Scott Stewart. You got thirty seconds, mate. Scott Stewart. Before you get into your thoughts, (laughs) who's your favourite? Who's the greatest striker? (laughs) Wasting time. I'll tell you now. The greatest Manchester United striker was. There's a little fella called Dennis Law. Hey. He's bloody brilliant. Mickey. You know, he was playing for Huddersfield Team Reserves and Manchester City spotted him and they signed him. And then they sold him to Torino for a six-figure fo- sum. Then he moved to Manchester United and that's where his illustrious career took off. And then he obviously went back to City um, at the end of his career. But why, well, what a bloody play he was. He's bloody brilliant. Honestly, he should be hanging off him when he came out of the pitch. Some of them need to watch videos of him. Look, you can watch a video of him. But I tell you now, I'll make a quick point. Manchester City, when you watch them play, what's the first thing they do? When you watch them as a team, what's the first thing they do as a team? As a group of players? I don't know what you tell. Come on. Well, come on, you're all football. Play good football. Play good football. Pass. No, I'll tell you what they do. They bloody work hard. Yeah, that's a fair point. They work hard at what they're doing. When they're doing the high press, do 
will have skills are great of course you need skills as a football player to win football games but you've got to work bloody hard Martial's got skill Mario Balotelli had skill Pogba's got skill doesn't make you a great player you've got to work did he say Balotelli? I think he did say Balotelli Scottish we have to go we've got only a minute left uh, but thank you very much for your call so we can get to you right I mean that's been a eventful show Adam you, you, I think you, are you going to do Webby's last word no I'm not doing Webby's words um, we'll let Trev do Webby's final words today D- Dave um, thank you but before we do that Dave yeah shut up I was just I was just laughing <laughs> at the <laughs> fact that it was, are we going to uh, beat Everton has skill Everton, Martial Everton. has skill no the reason They've he said to that start working Adam the reason he said that was because last week he compared um, Martial to Balotelli Okay. Everton, what's spoken to me, that man Dave? Uh, 3-1 Manchester United. Chepper. Uh, 3-0. <laughs> to who? Listen. I did what you say. Say goodbye, Adam. First of all, this has been an amazing show today, even thank though you, I got bullied throughout the whole of it. But mm-hmm. thank you to everyone for tuning in on Full Time Devils. Yes, thank please. you for listening on Excess Manchester. We've been Full Time Devils. You're tuned to Excess Manchester. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.